Welcome to One Quick Point, the strategy-focused podcast focused on the one key element communications and marketing professionals can use to be the critical link to their success. I'm your host, James Walker. Let's jump in. So glad you could join us for this episode. This is one I'm very excited about. We're going to be joined by Amanda Miller-Littlejohn, someone who I met through the interwebs, through Twitter, actually, over a decade ago, and through work and just different projects, have become great friends. And I've watched her journey moving through several of the things that she'll talk about today, but really just being so successful at everything that she's really set her mind to. And, and, and she's the type of person where, you know, she's very focused, very thoughtful, though, around what your calling is, what you're meant to do. And I wanted to take some time and, and hopefully entice her to come on to the One Quick Point podcast so that she could share some of what she's currently working on, but really give you some insights into how she feels around things like the call. And it may seem a little bit heady at times, so I hope you stick with us. But this is really the episode that's not so much about the sh- the strategy and the work, but it's about you, the things that really can feed you and push you forward in a year that's been crazy and in a new year that's approaching that can open up many opportunities if you're just in the right mind space. So this is not about the client. It's not about the brands. This one is about the professional. It's about the person. It's about you. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's jump right in. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. It's great to finally have you on One Quick Point especially when it's to talk about something that I know you have a lot of heart for, purposecaping. So welcome. Thank you, James. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. So before we really jump in, I feel like we need to take everyone on the mental journey that gets you to purposecaping. I'm not sure if it was intentional or not, but there's levels to your work. There's package of genius, maximum exposure, and now purposecaping. So maybe tell us a little bit about each of these programs and concepts, and then a bit about how we can use them. Well, it's funny that you kind of ask about the programs, because I don't think I honestly put together that (laughs) it was a real continuum until I thought of it in this manner. So Packager Genius is my intellectual property and the idea that I started working on maybe seven years ago. And it's been my primary work, and it's based on the concept of you have a genius inside of you, but in order for you to share it with other people, in order for other people to take advantage of it, you somehow need to package it so that it lives outside of you and it can be consumed and put into use. So literally packaging your genius could be writing a book or recording a video or um, putting together a program that people can experience. This podcast is an example of that. Maximum exposure is the next phase of that. So it is, once you've packaged your genius, how are you going to let the world know about it, right? Because the same way your genius can't help other people if it's stuck in your head, your packaged genius can't help other people if they don't know about it. And so, you know, you and I have that comms PR background and that's one of my passions. So um, I that's a program that I started and it actually was a continuation or like the 
the I guess 202 after the 101 version of Packager Genius it was like the sophomore or junior class um so after you get your personal brand nailed down then you get it out there um and then purpose scaping <laughs> the 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 cool thing about this James is Purposecaping actually encompasses both Packager Genius maximum, maximum Exposure, and there's probably something else that I didn't create, but essentially Purposecaping covers four seasons, um, and it can be applied to your personal life, but when we talk about personal branding, I like to equate the four seasons of spring, summer, fall, and winter to the creation phase when you're creating something, like you know you're actually packaging it the growth phase. So you're getting visibility. So that's maximum exposure. And then the harvest stage when you're doing your sales or, you know, closing the deals between whoever needs what you have to share and you, and that, and that's the, the season I don't have like a program for. And then the last one is winter rest when you reflect on the last few cycles. And so with purposecaping, I think it's important that we not only think about packaging and not only think about promotion, but we think about that whole cycle because like rest is a very important season. Like we have to reflect on what we've done in order to know what we want to take into the next season. Okay. Now, as you're talking about the importance of these seasons and what they mean, it immediately resonates with me because as a comms and marketing professional who works with people and brands, we have this like knee-jerk thing. We just feel it. We have a stable cycle for planning. So the idea is, of course, you plan in the fall, you get sign-off on projects, or you determine what your budget's going to be for the coming year, you launch, and then you execute all year until the next cycle. But when you're thinking about yourself and how you need to think about your, your purpose and how you're supposed to operate in a sense, sometimes the best planning and execution moments fall outside of that annual cycle. So when I think about the seasons, it seems like it might be a really good alternative to the planning that we're used to. But one thing that's definitely not, I know, in most people's planning in their cycles is this period of rest. Mm-hmm. So can you dig into that rest period a little bit? Well, so for, well, first, let me kind of talk about how the seasons may not necessarily look like seasons. So I love that example of the marketing cycles, the comm cycles, where we start with planning and then we execute all year until it's time to plan again. And in that way, the marketing seasonal calendar really mimics the same season of like agriculture or farming, right? So, I mean, it, it goes along with the actual seasons, but when you're looking at your life, because again, this can be applied to your purpose, your personal brand, but you can apply the purposecaping framework to your marriage, to your parenting, to your spirituality, like the, the idea of there being seasons to uh, each facet of your life really maps. And what I like to tell people in what I'm uncovering as I do my own purposecaping in various areas of my life and help other people see what seasons pop out for them is sometimes a season is, you know, three years, right? Like you may have a season of parenting that lasts three years before you move into the next, or sometimes a season is, uh, you know, six months. Sometimes a season is two years. Sometimes a season is three weeks. And, you know, for, 
for some areas of our life, we cycle really fast. Some areas of our lives, we cycle really slowly. Some things need a long period of rest before we can move into that spring planting season. So um, when you think about rest, it is, it, it's evidence of something that one of my dear friends and one of our performance coaches in Packager Genius Academy, Dr. Risha Moxley, always says is, you know, there's always something going on on underground. And so with rest, you may not be able to visibly see what's happening in your life or in your business, but it's still a very necessary phase to prepare you for uh, the season when things are going to begin to grow and sprout forth, if that makes sense. Yes, it definitely does. And in, in thinking about these cycles and the purpose scaping that I feel like we all could spend time thinking and exploring and doing, is there any pre-work or anything that we need to do to prepare in order to go off and find our purpose? Because it, to me, it sounds like, you know, this is a journey you're going to go on. And it makes you think when you start on a journey, there's an end point in a sense. So there's something we need to prepare for to get started. And it might end at a specific point. Do you feel like that's right? Or is it something that's going to be an ongoing process? So one of the descriptions of purpose scaping is self-actualization through the seasons. And if you know anything about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization is kind of the ultimate goal of, I think, life force, right? So we are trying to get our needs met and feel safe and feel secure and feel like we've got food and shelter and all that. But the ultimate level of living is when you have no worries, save for just really fulfilling your purpose on this earth. And you can lean into doing what you were born here to, you know, to do. Um, but in terms of what do we need to prepare to go off and find our purpose? I think that language, you know, it's the word find is a little tricky. So another, I guess, description that I like to use is that we're clearing a pathway to your purpose through purpose giving. Yeah. So the idea is the, the path is there, right? That your purpose is there. It, it's there. It comes with you. Like as soon as you get here, it's here too. But what happens is most people get um, socialized away from themselves. So they're steered in a direction that well-meaning parents and teachers and older people um, see their talents or see their gifts or see their proclivities or selfishly see something that they want to see. And they steer young people in a direction. And, you know, everything about our society, I think, teaches us to look outside of ourselves for validation and for meaning. And the process of purposecaping is really looking inward. So to answer your question, is there anything we need like to do or to prepare? No, it's really about stripping away and deciphering everything that's already been done. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and processing. It's just like, all right, so you're looking for something, but it's there. It's like you, you are looking for something. It's think of it as like an overgrown path, right? So it's not that you're, going off to create a path it's that you're 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 it's so the the scaping is is intentional right it's like landscaping right. we're we're pruning we're cutting things away so that the path is revealed 
the path that was always there. It's just been overgrown. Wow. Okay. That's, that's definitely, <laughs> I think, you know, so I'm, like, this is kind of funny because it's, when you, when you think about it, I think there's, like I said, it's, there's the traditional path, there's the traditional thought you have about what it really is. Right. And it's almost, you're, to me, you're almost like hitting alchemist level. Yeah. This. It's Basically. like, when you're for the journey you went on, it's here. Mm-hmm. Reminds me, I need to pick that up again. Too woo for you? <laughs> <laughs> Not too woo, but just, you snuck it in on me. Okay. So let's, let's turn this up a notch. Can we, can we push it a little farther? Sure. What's your North Star? What is your purpose? Uh, I'm purpose-gaping, James. I'm trying to clear the path to get there. <laughs> what I have come to at this particular level on the pyramid, because mm-hmm. I'm, still, I'm still trying to get there uh, myself in terms of like the, tr- the, the clearest, most um, specific version of my purpose. But most specific version that I have reached at this particular level is to amplify marginalized voices. And that has looked like, obviously, you know, how we met working in comms and PR that has looked like empowering children to be great. Um, Most recently it looks like me writing the stories of, you know, deceased members of my my family who can no longer speak for themselves. So amplifying their voices, amplifying their lived experiences and their stories so that they can live on, on this plane, even though their physical presence is no longer here. And so that's where I am for now. I think there's also a piece in terms of, as I've done the story pyramiding process that I teach in Purposecaping, around what I've always helped people do or what I've always um, been naturally gifted at. There's something around translation. So I've always, since I was a child, had a gift of hearing or perceiving people's experience, feelings, thoughts, like what they were trying to get across, but were failing to do so. And then channeling that into like packaging that most often in words that could help them um, essentially communicate to other people. So there's something around the translation piece, but then the current level I'm on is the amplifying marginalized voices. I love that though, because there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of flexibility in that. And I get what you're saying as you work your way up the pyramid, thinking about, okay, we got a working drafted document. You're editing a little bit you're experimenting, you're experiencing that, and then you'll see how you, how you move forward from here. But this is, this is where you are right now. And I think that that is also something that as professionals, we, we, we struggle with sometimes because you always have the goal in mind. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the here and the now that we need to be in, mm-hmm. experiencing that, feeling that, and letting that kind of guide the way. Right. So if I were to, you know, Say I was one of your your students in Purposecaping with the bits that you know about me. If you were to take a guess, what would you say my purpose is? Oh, James, that's like the trillion dollar question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why is it the trillion dollar question? Because that's what everybody wants to know, and it's like, I know. 
it's like you gotta you gotta get in there you gotta jump dig in roll up your sleeves no but seriously I mean we're friends so I know you and honestly I would say at least from the level that you're on right now right like I I think the ultimate purpose remains to be seen because like I said I'm still getting to my own ultimate (laughs) purpose right um and yet I'm kind of leading, being a guide and creating a framework for, for others to do it too. But from what I know of you and your story, you are a maximizer who is here to improve upon, um, good ideas, good concepts, um, you know, good experiences and just like take them from good to great. Like, I feel like you do that. You bring that to your family you bring that to your friendships, you bring that to your work. And so if I'm, you know, looking at the through line across all the roles that you play, that's something I see. And that that's one of the ways that you can kind of get a glimpse of uh, what that purpose is, is when it shows up in multiple areas. Before I, I knew of purpose scheme and trying to think through what that path is. And maybe this conversation will help me redirect my efforts mm-hmm. because I've been preparing to go on this journey. And really what I need to do is probably do some clearing exactly. right, right, right around where I am. Exactly. Um, it's, it's not about preparing to go forward. It's about, like you said, clearing to see what's there and what, where you've already been, right? Like the, the past leaves so many clues and, there's so much information to be perceived. And, you know, as comms and people and strategists, we're used to seeing patterns. So it's like, how can you get super intentional about examining where you've been and what has continuously popped up for you? And so that where you've been part is really, really interesting to me because I was uh, listening to uh, Adweek. So, you know, I'm part of the Adweek Executive Mentor Program and that's been a huge part of my pandemic therapy. I have a group and we meet each week and we've been going through a lot of topics. But as I've started to explore a little bit more through the CMO Moves podcast and and just kind of getting a sense of just other people at that level and what they're interested in, one CMO jumps out at me that was really of interest and it's Julian Duncan. And he said in his advice to his mentee, that as you move through different phases in your career and other parts of your life, don't be so quick to forget where you've come from or shed some of those skills that you had at one level. And the example he used was a lot of people move from a PR role, a comms role into a higher level marketing role. And they quickly shift and they immediately adopt marketing language, speak, what, what have you. Don't forget your media relations skills or the things that kind of were were useful to you and valuable to you at different stages. So that where you've been part, I think for professionals, I think we're we're constantly shaping and thinking how we're growing and what we need to become and what we need to move into. We might not need to shed some of those other things. Those things are what brought us here and we might be able to build and they might point towards that path once it's clear, might help us along the way. So that definitely resonated. So from my perspective, where I am on the plane right now, to use your language, <laughs> when I think back, my life is a little bit like a movie trailer. These, these crazy things happen. These amazing things happen. Interesting things happen. And I think about two questions, really. How did, I, how did this happen? Well, three. How did this happen? How did I get here? And what am I going to do next? 
And I thought you, you think about these moments when I'm a boy from Brooklyn who ends up in the Lakes region of New Hampshire going to school. And I jokingly say that was my first PR job, convincing my mom that it was a good idea for me to go to boarding school. Same thing happens when I realize, wait, you've been living in Mongolia and you're in the desert riding a camel. How did this happen? How did I get here? And what am I going to do next? And I think for me, thinking about my own story and trying to make sense of that has helped me do that in a professional context with many brands and many executives, making sense of the story based on the details, the experiences that people have had. So this is uh, leaning into that, that maximizing piece. How do I help you crystallize that story or shape that story? And what that's led to overall is a, a clarity, at least to this point, that I help people and brands tell stories that lead to greater impact, that can help them stand out and differentiate themselves in interesting ways for their audiences, for their employees. There's a, there's a mix there, but there's this refining, there's this pushing into the next level that I really am, am enjoying in this season mm. and want to explore a little bit more. So that's, that's what I figured out so far. And um, I think that as I'm uh, exploring this and trying to figure it out, I think it's just important for us to think about this as a, also a holistic piece too, because I tend to kind of spend my, my biggest time thinking about the work piece, but this is really kind of a life piece too. There's, right. there's a full connection to it. Well, you said, you, you said the magic word of this process, um, and that's refine, right? So when you think about the pyramid, as you go up the pyramid, the pyramid gets narrower and narrower. And you're taking elements from those levels that you have just ascended beyond. You're taking what what you need and you're leaving behind what you don't need. But each time that level of purpose that you arrive to is more specific and more narrow than the last one. And so like if you think about your wife, right, um, before you met your wife, I'm sure there were people you dated who, you know, were not worthy of of your hand in marriage until you, you have to keep dating and, and you, you get closer and closer with each relationship, or at least hopefully you do. And you understand what you need, what you don't need, what you want, what you're looking for. And with each relationship, you refine it. And then you meet the person who hits everything and you know it because you've already been on those other levels, right? Where it wasn't a perfect fit. And so you're refining the process of even choosing your partner. I'm sure you all are refining your process of becoming, you know, the parents that you want to be. Like it's all about refinement. And it's not that you don't need those early lessons. You grow from them, but you refine with the experience and the knowledge that they give you to evolve into, you know, the person or the, the, the role you're playing, the person you're becoming, um, the activity that you're taking on. So it's, it's no season is wasted. <laughs> you know, none of the levels are wasted. None of the experiences are wasted. They serve to sharpen and refine and help us just get even more, uh, clear and and approach our purpose with more specificity. I think that's so key. And with a lot of the work that we do, so much of our time is spent helping other people and brands find and articulate whatever that purpose might be. And we're almost trained to subconsciously be in the background. And I flirted with sharing my own purpose and brand for the greater part of a decade and starts and stops. You've seen it. And 
only in the last few months have I become more comfortable in knowing and sharing that purpose. And so for people who still might be on the fence, and I'm pointing to the, the comms and PR pros that we know are brilliant, um, have a lot of knowledge beyond what they're doing in a day-to-day that they could and should be sharing, you know, maybe share you can share some of the receipts you have for putting in that work to identify what you're truly good at, maybe going to that place where you can start to clear out and find that that true purpose you have. Because I think this is this is basically me asking to give the people a word because I know you have it. <laughs> well, in terms of receipts, you know, I've been working with individual clients in in groups for the better part of the last decade and um we've, you know, we've had some amazing successes, but I think more than anything, like when we think about success from a comms PR standpoint, we're thinking in, in terms of things we can measure, things we can see, the tangibles, right? Like the media hits the bestsellers. And I do have a New York Times bestseller on, you know, in my past client roster. So, I mean, that stuff is evidence of being able to to do the job well. But I think what I'm most proud of is when people can level up, um, so to speak, and transform the way they are showing up in the world and lean into what they've been called to do. And I'm, I'm there to support them. Right. Um, and so a few clients come to mind, like I'm immediately thinking of a client, Tiffany, um, who even before we started working together, she ran an insurance company and then she pivoted to, um, just like, helping kids play. She started a camp because she's so passionate about social, emotional intelligence in children and, um, you know, helping them find a sport or some sort of physical activity that they can do for their entire lives. Because so much of that I feel like is getting lost. And then most recently she has focused her her work on women, particularly the mothers of these children who also need to play because that's something that we don't, um, we kind of lose our appetite for, or we deprioritize as we get older. And so watching her be able to successfully pivot has been awesome because it's like she she's refining right so you can see how like she first she was a CPA then she was she owned an insurance company now she's got this camp and now it's like she's refined that even further to this work with women and that's what she's really passionate about another client who you had as a guest Amber Cabral I've been working with her for several years at this point and while she has remained in the diversity and inclusion space the way she has approached her work has evolved over the years since we met. Like when when we first met, she was fresh out of corporate. And since then, she's built a very, very successful uh, coaching and training practice. And most recently, she uh, released her new book, which is something that I think was always on her heart to do. It was a dream she held, but it wasn't necessarily something that she knew the the pathway to do or make happen. And so supporting her as she leaned into the intention of wanting to be an author and, and kind of seeing her call that in and just level up that way and continue to level up has just been so fulfilling. So I think those are two examples. And, and they're really good ones because there are many there are many lanes that people will find once they do their 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 clearing, but 
what we saw from what you said there was, you know, here's a path where somebody in their work ended up taking a pivot and through that refinement found their purpose in a, in, in a different place than where they started maybe. Mm-hmm. But then for the case of Amber, it's really deepening her passion and her sharing mm-hmm. in the, the lane she was already in. Mm-hmm. There was just a better place for her to be in that lane. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for all professionals, whether or not you're in the comms and marketing space or not, I think that realization is something that's really important because we come up with reasons and maybe I'm projecting myself <laughs> for why we, we could or shouldn't do X or Y. And there really are many ways for you to do this. It might be in your lane. It might not be in your lane. But ultimately, I think there's there's something there. And to a certain extent, I've heard you say this and I believe it. You have to answer the call. You don't, do. Don't you do. And I also say that even though those were two work examples, what tends to happen when you begin the clearing, when you start clearing away, because it's all connected, momentum in one area of your life creates momentum in other areas of your life. So the other piece is, even though those are two examples of of clients who have cleared away and moved forward, I I have dozens of examples of people who... I have been able to help see the path, right? So just through the exercises that I've done in Packager Genius Academy before I was even calling it purposecaping, because we do a whole lot of work around energy and looking at your past story to see what what your story is telling you. Um, now that's the story pyramiding process. But um, there have been, I, I can't even count how many aha moments people have had but the the thing about this work is it's personal to you. So I can tell you that's where you need to pull pull away the brush or sweep away the brush. But you're holding the broom. You're holding the rake. I cannot do it for you. So there have been a lot of uh, so many so many times when I helped someone get clarity about what they were really meant to do, but because of fear or just like a lack of willingness to completely change their lives. Cause it's, it can be scary when you discover that you've spent the last decade um, working in one area. And that's really the thing you've been, you're being called to do is different. Um, and not to say again, cause no season is wasted, not to say that the time you've spent has been wasted, but it does take courage. If what you uncover uh, to be the path is so different from what you're currently doing. I would say the majority of people um, who find themselves in that situation don't don't actively take steps to change their lives. And so I say all that to say, I would have even more examples if people actually acted upon what we found, but it's the rare client that really is willing to go all in and answer that call. But when they do, the results are just incredible. And and see that's the part. It may feel risky, but it's all upside. It is. It really just is. I've never and, seen someone who answered the call and then was like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have done that." <laughs> never. I mean, once again, I'll I'll go back to what we were talking about earlier, and you, and you said multiple times, you don't lose the what, what what you've done. You don't lose your past. No. You're only building on that. You're building. That's that's definitely something that, you know, if anybody's listening, that's that's the space they're in right now, the headspace they're in. Consider answering the call. Give it some real time and a real effort because it just it will change your life. And, you know, that, that'll be for another day. But there's been 
many times where I personally answered the call and have been amazed at what happened after. Things that I didn't expect to happen because it wasn't in the plan. I didn't see it, but it came. And when it arrived and when I was there, it felt right because that was this place and space I was supposed to be in at that time. Yes. So with that now, I could go on and on and so could you because I know we both love kind of studying people's lives and paths and journeys and figuring these things out. This is what we do, James. It's it's what we do. So the particularly the places and experiences that have shaped people over time, that's the thing I really want to dig into. It's probably why I love working with people to build authentic platforms, because to do that well, you have to dig into what are the things that make this person? What are the things that, that connect them to that purpose authentically that can then move them forward because they know where that path is and they can live it and they can articulate it. They embody it in a sense. So I want to spend some time under understanding a little bit about the things, the places and experiences that have shaped you over time. So you ready to dive in? I am. Okay. So what's your hometown? Nashville, Tennessee. If you had to pick an intro song that played any time you entered a room, what song would it be? <sighs> okay. So this song probably would not go over well in terms of an entrance, but I feel like unless I was floating or being carried up on like okay. some hey, clothes. Maybe that's maybe that is the path you see ahead. You you were right. carried into the world. I'm being carried in and I'm on some pillows and I'm it's very slow and it's like ceremonial. But the song would be is Ethereal Souls by um Keon Harold is like a jazz trumpeter. Okay. Um, but the song, it's one of the songs that I use as a part of my journaling and spiritual practice, but it's so me, my God. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to listen to that and be like, okay, I'm learning. I'm You're going to be like, okay, Amanda, this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite word? Genius. <laughs> <laughs> What is your least favorite word? You know, I don't know if I dwell on least favorites in terms of words. Um, The word that just literally popped into my brain was turd. I don't like that word, I guess. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, what sound do you love? Oh, I love the sound of so many sounds that I love. Um, I'm a very sensory person. One sound is the sound of like wind through leaves, but but the leaves that have started to dry a little bit because it's turning into fall. So you, they have like a little crunch, a little cr crackle to them. So, mm -hmm. but generally any forest sounds, I love the sounds of birds and just nature. So the sounds of nature. And what sound do you hate? I hate the sound of, I don't even know what they're called, but those four wheel, like, uh, they're like utility bike things and they're really <laughs> loud or like sports mufflers. I hate oh, okay. loud vehicles. <laughs> troublesome to me. What is, uh, what is the last podcast you listened to? The last podcast that I listened to was, let me... It's funny. I just started listening to this podcast. So um, I, I don't know the name of it, but the host is Moon Mama Monique Ruffin. And it's like an astrology podcast. She talks about 
the different um, ways that the moon is moving and how, what you can learn from. It's really cool. Really, really interesting. Okay. So what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? I would like to attempt being a novelist and, um, you know, God willing that I live <laughs> a long, healthy life. I would like that to be at least a season or a chapter in my life that I, that I am working in. Okay. What profession would you avoid completely? I don't know anything maybe in finance, like something I'm totally not equipped for. I could never be anybody's bookkeeper, CPA, financial manager. No, <laughs> you would go. Okay. With you. There you go. Where's the last place you traveled? The last place I traveled pre COVID was actually a good, a good place. We went to Europe. We went to um, London and Paris. We spent about eight days between the two cities um, for for the holidays um, right before COVID struck. Nice. So if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did it, girl. (laughs) You used everything I gave you. You know, you well and Amber done. have a very similar answer. <laughs> well done. <laughs> there you go. So excellent. Well, thank you for indulging me with these questions, but I would like you to have the last word. So if you could leave our listeners with one quick point on purposecaping, a strategy or a tactic, something that will, will help us all be better using purposecaping in at least that frame of mind, what would it be? I would say to trust yourself and to answer the call. You know, so much of my work is just about guiding people to really be able to trust the things that they've already heard or intuitively know about themselves, but almost giving them the evidence to know that they can trust um, what they what they have perceived and what they see and really being a mirror to, to show them that someone else sees it, a witness to it. But that's really the key is just to listen to yourself and to answer that call um, because the answers are all, they're all there. All right. And with that, we'll close this episode. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, James. Oh, if people are interested in learning more about Purposecaping, there is a Purposecaping podcast and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. I'd love to have you join me on that journey and also Purposecaping on Instagram. Yes, please do follow and listen. All right, well, thank you. And this is One Quick Point. Point.